Welcome to the Construction Disruption Podcast, where we uncover the future of design, building, and remodeling. I'm Todd Miller of Isaiah Industries, manufacturer of specialty metal roofing and other building materials. Today, my co-host is Ryan Bell. Ryan, how are you today? Todd, I'm doing well. How are you? Doing well also. So I've been thinking back. Um, We had an interesting discussion back in episode 89 that you and I co-hosted. And I understand you've got an update. You want to kind of fill us in on that? I do, Todd. And actually, I've been meaning to provide an update on this for a while, but it kept slipping my mind. So in that episode, if you go back and listen, Todd was talking about a product that he had found that was amazing, and it was called Urea Cream. Um, And it's an incredible foot cream, basically. Uh, And just through bringing it up and talking about it, I mentioned my wife has horrible issues with her feet being cracked on the heels, like to where it's painful. So I bought some for her to try. um, And I just wanted to report back that it works, Todd, just like you said it did. She was a little skeptical at first and weirded out by the name of it. (laughs) Imagine Um, that. And, and she really kind of, she used it for a little bit. She goes, ah, it's no different than any of the other lotions I've tried. Well, the the little container's about gone now, and she's her mind is blown, and she's like, "This, I can't believe how well this works. So wow. thank you for the recommendation, despite the weird name. Despite the weird name, yeah, I, I still haven't checked out the ingredients. I'm oh, sure well, to. I have. So it's a synthetic okay. of urine, basically. It is. Compounded, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is why, it, but it's synthetic. Uh, and, and she said she looked it up. I looked it up initially. I'm like, oh, it's just some sort of synthetic. I don't know why they called it that. And I kind of left it at that. Well, she looked it up recently and she goes, yeah, it, it is like a synthetic urine, basically. So there you go. How can you even make synthetic urine? That just I seems don't like know. A, a weird I, concept. I, it's very weird to me. Yes, but it works. So. <laughs> Well, good. I'm glad that Anders's feet are doing better. That's cool. Yes. So is she. <laughs> I I quit using it for a while. And yeah, it, it definitely. So then I started using again. It definitely made a difference. No doubt yeah. about it. Just my feet just feel all comfy all day. It's kind of crazy. Anyway. So as a reminder to our audience, we are once again in this episode doing our challenge words, uh, where each uh, Ryan and I and also our guests have been given a special word that we are challenged to work into the conversation as seamlessly as possible. So you, the audience, can be listening, see if you can pick up on what our challenge words are. And at the end of the show, we will reveal our success or lack thereof. So Ryan, you good to go? I'm ready. Let's get started. Great. So a few weeks back, uh, I was really blessed to meet this guy and to be on his podcast called the Successful Life Podcast. Um, It was a lot of fun, but I got to say the real highlight for me was getting to meet the show host, Mr. Corey Barrier. Corey is one of those guys that you can just tell he has had a lot of life experience um, and he can talk thoughtfully uh, and knowledgeably just about any topic you put in front of him. Uh, so today we really are fortunate and blessed to have Corey as our spotlighted guest. Um, to tell you a bit more about Corey, in addition to having a great podcast, again, the Successful Life Podcast, and we'll put all these 
all this information in the show notes. Um, Corey is self-employed as a business coach to the home services industry. Um, working with a variety of clients, he has the pulse of some of the most cutting-edge things out there today, including AI and other technology, and also something we have talked about before here on the show called NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. So, Corey, uh, welcome to Construction Disruption. Thanks, Todd. Thanks, Ron. Appreciate that. Well, like I said, I know that you can talk about pretty much anything because that's kind of what you and I did when I was on your show um, and had a great conversation. Um, to, to, to kind of get us started, though, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, um, maybe in particular, maybe if you've had any key life experiences that, you know, have made you who you are today? For sure. So, uh, yes, I I specialize in sales for the home services. I work with technicians. I work with business owners to increase their revenue. That's what I do for my day-to-day job. Um, But life experiences that have shaped me, uh, I guess we'll go straight into it. Uh, I'm a recovering alcoholic, um, and I haven't had a drink for 14 years, a little over 14 years. haven't been totally sober that whole time, but I haven't had a drink in over 14 years. And so I bring that up because it really has shaped my life in many different ways. Before I got sober, before I stopped drinking, my life was a total train wreck. Mm -hmm. Um, In the middle of this 14 year period, my life became a train wreck again, even though I wasn't drinking. And so there's been a lot of ups and downs, but I believe that you know, when things get hard, I have experiences to reflect back on that it's really just not that bad because I've been through mm. quite a bit of bad things. So um, hopefully that answered your question. Well, I think that's kind of cool, actually, because, you know, you can, as you work with folks and coach them, and, you know, one of the things anyone who's been in business very long at all knows that you got ups and downs. It's not always roses and daisies when you're in business. And yet I think a lot of times, you know, when you are in those down areas, people have a tough time kind of seeing their way out of it, figuring out, can I get through this? And then the other thing is sometimes you look back and you don't really know what you learned for it. So I'm kind of curious, what, what are your thoughts generally on the setbacks that we go through, whether that's in life, personal, um, or whether it's in business, what are your thoughts on those setbacks? You know, how do you get turned around? How do you later use that as something you look back on and and maybe pull some power from? Well, I think there's two answers to that. I think some setbacks for some people uh, cause them to to have a victim mentality and. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people don't get out of that. Uh, I'm I'm not one of those people. I'm a fighter. I get up whenever I get knocked down. And I'm not a bionic person by any stretch. Like, things still affect me, of course. But, you know, I feel like if you said to me, Corey, you know, I've been in business for 25 years, and I've never had a failure. I would be, I would find that, I, I would probably not believe that, right? Mm-hmm. I just, I feel like if you haven't had failures in life, you're probably not doing something right. At the same time, you've got to learn from those setbacks or failures. And if you don't learn, well, I mean, 
I don't really know what happens because I do learn from my mistakes because I don't want to make them again. Well, I think that's interesting there again, because, you know, when you do have a failure, it, I think it gives you a lot of times the resiliency to make it through the next situation. And, you know, if, if you've never experienced that failure, I mean, it's, I kind of think about, you know, some of the theories on parenting and, you know, they, when my son was growing up, everyone was saying, you know, you, you got to let him fail and, you know, you got it. And, you know, and, and I think we did that. I'm not sure we did as much as we could have. Um, but as a young adult, you know, he's proven to be incredibly resilient. So I think that's good. I'm kind of curious, you know, in the coaching you do with business owners, um, what are some of the things that you personally most enjoy helping people with? You know, I love, look, I work with people in the home services industry because ultimately contractors are just like me. I don't know how to turn a wrench and I don't swing a hammer, but I understand what they go through as far as being unorganized having ADHD, <laughs> uh, you know, not just despising email. Like I, I fit the mold. I should have been a contractor. And so what I like working with, one of the reasons, that's one, several reasons why I like working with contractors, because I can see the struggle clear as day because I've been there. I've struggled with the same stuff. I've, uh, I've had, you know, to, to your previous question, I've had setbacks both in personal life and in business. I mean, I haven't had a perfect track record. I've made a lot of mistakes. And so I draw on those experiences to help other people. Very interesting. And, and I love that. And, you know, I think that is what a good coach does. Um, you know, as you work with your clients, are there any just things that you find that, you know, gosh, if I can just tweak their attitude this little bit, um, that's going to make a significant impact in terms of their outlook, their performance, their success, productivity. Are there any of those things like that that you have picked up on that you see common amongst business owners? And gosh, if I can just tweak this a tiny bit. So I'm going to give you two perspectives. Um, you know, when you're the business owner, there's a couple of things, depending on where they're at in business. They're lots of times they they depend on, let's just call it their service technician. Uh, I'm sorry, service manager to handle a lot of the day to day stuff. That service manager was probably his best salesperson. They get moved up into the service manager position and ultimately mm -hmm. really doesn't need to be in that position. And uh one of the gaps that I see is that they do depend on these people to run the business and sometimes they step away and turn a blind eye to what's going on or they get so intertwined with that service manager that they believe whatever the service manager is saying, regardless if the rest of the company's burning down. Right. And so those are hard conversations. Um, but that's one of the biggest gaps that I see, you know, when working with the people that I work with, to be honest with you. Very interesting. Well, I, I know one of the things I picked up on real quick as I started, you know, getting to know you and talking to you is that 
You are way ahead of the curve uh, beyond most of us in terms of using and understanding AI and other technology in your life. I'm kind of curious, you know, what do you enjoy about that and how do you find that it helps you in your business dealings? And how do you make the choices as far as, okay, that's something I want to pursue and no, nah, that's something I don't need to bother with right now? So AI, look, I missed the dot-com boom, I probably wasn't even, I was probably drinking or partying or who knows what. Um, but I missed that. I missed the social media boom whenever that happened. And mm -hmm. what I recognized when AI came kind of to mainstream is that this is an opportunity kind of like when the internet came about. I mean, we're in a time right now that either one of two things is going to happen. Either you're going to get on board or you're going to be left way behind. And look, this is not a knock on our industry as a home services industry, but we all know technology-wise, we're not we're not up to date. We're just not. We are there's a lot of, you know, things that I mean, look, people are still using paper, you know, like uh, which sounds crazy, but there are contractors that still use pen and paper to keep, you know, to do their books. Sure. And so I think this is an opportunity if people can just wrap their head around something new, it could take a business that's got a lot of problems and really streamline so many things that we hate doing. Email, social media posts, and I'm just giving you like really low level stuff here. There's, it's endless. The possibilities are endless. Do you ever get <clears throat> overwhelmed by the AI world and how fast it's evolving and all the tools that are coming out with it? Or because it, it is something I, I felt the same way, like you kind of missed the dot com, the social media and this. And I thought the same thing. This is kind of the next big thing. I'm going to dive into it and learn about it and how to best utilize it. And then I was so overwhelmed. I just kind of had to step back from it because there's so much coming out so quick. Has that been your experience too, or? It has been. It is very overwhelming. Uh, it's kind of like, imagine a pinball machine that has three balls going at once uh, yeah. inside of it, dinging on all the things. That's kind of how I feel with all the new stuff that's coming out. Um, it's all exciting. It's all a huge distraction, or can be if you don't tamp it down. Um, I mean, I found myself sitting in front of this computer for, hours and just not being able to move because it's just it's a lot and so what i've had to do is figure out how i can utilize ai for the people that i work with and and we have figured out a pretty significant way to do that and i'll get into that uh, probably a little bit later on in trying to sort through all this, so where where do you go to for your information? What are some of the sources that um, you use and rely upon to uh, help you try to keep up with technology and everything that's going on today? So there are some, I don't know, if you, I guess for the lack of better terms, influencers that, mm -hmm. you know, that, that are pretty, you know, you can do the math, you can do the homework on them. I had one of the guys on my podcast, to be honest with you. And I trust what he says because I've tried the things that he says and they work. And so I interviewed this, this guy and I'll try to make this short. He opened up a private group 
and I joined the private group because there's a bunch of techie, you know, AI, you know, people in the group that are doing, you know, bot building and all kinds of crazy stuff. And so um, I met a guy that I'm drawing a blank on the consulting firm. I, I'll, I'll remember it in a second. It's one of the largest consulting firms in the world. Every both of you know exactly who it is, but I just I'm just escaping me. And so I've partnered with him. He's an engineer, um, which is great because I know a lot about the tools that you can use for AI. I know a lot. In fact, we built um, we built uh, an MVP, minimal viable product for call centers that would track the call as it was going. And, and it would tell you uh, with like an emoji smiley face or sideways face or sad face how that call was going because we all know that you know if if you're on a, a, an hvac company you probably record the phone calls but nobody ever listens to them and it seems like a pot of gold for a certain home services company because you've got your csr that could be messing up on the script you've got the customer that could be upset you can so anyway long story short i'm a sales guy not a software guy so we got to the minimal viable product, which is like the back end of this product. And then I realized I'm not a software guy. I don't know how to take this thing any further than this. And so I worked really hard on it to get it to where it was. But ultimately, it's just kind of we've, we've, we've shelved it. But I say all that to say it, it has educated me learning on learning this stuff and how to go about putting people in place that do know how to do it, like this engineer. Um, and so I know a lot about AI, but I don't know how to necessarily implement AI, right? Some of the stuff I do, but not stuff that's going to really, really move the needle. Does that make sense? Sure does. Absolutely. Well, so I'm going to jump into a question that uh, I, I don't know. Um, are there any new significant frontiers you see on the horizon in terms of tech and the home uh, services industry? Um, we have just finished uh, our end-to-end -end process. All right, so let me explain this. So if you run an ad for a roofing company, we're doing this for roofing actually. So if a roofing company runs an ad and you, the customer, click on the ad, you're going to get a pop-up form or it's going to take you yeah, usually to a pop-up form, a lead form. And so we've built a process to where when you click, that customer clicks on the ad, it pre-fills the information as much as it can from Facebook. Usually the address is not in there, but you have to put your own address in. And once you check the box and hit submit, within 20 seconds, 20 seconds, you're going to have minimally three estimates for your roof. Wow. Sometimes wow. five. It's absolutely insane and i'm excited because i could have never built that it was just my idea um and then partnering with his engineer he's 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 built it and so you know 20 seconds 20 seconds wow and here's the crazy part pennies on the dollar wow that is fascinating it's i wish i could show you it's unreal it's really really unreal. And so I believe this is going to 
change the industry as far as how people are getting estimates because and I'm not going to throw out names here, but we all know the major players in the game. And some of them are, you know, 10 or $15 an estimate. Some of them are 50 or $60 an estimate, but none of them can produce it in 20 seconds. Yeah. You know, as I think about that, I mean, you think about that, the impact on the, the contractor, the home services provider, but really the big impact is on the consumer. I mean, that, that's right. And, and whereas in the past, most of the tech that we see our industry grabbing hold of is to benefit the contractor, not the consumer. And what you're talking about there, I see benefiting the, the consumer. That's great. Well, I would argue that it benefits both because. Oh, I, I agree. I, I agree. Well, one part that I left out is that it sends you a personalized email with all three estimates in the email. To you personally, that's the, at the end of that 20 seconds, you have a totally customized email to you from from the contractor, right? If it's ABC Roofing Company, it's going to say this is from Todd at ABC Roofing Company. Wow, that is awesome. Well, again, uh, we'll, we'll want to make sure we get that information in the show notes for folks, too, so they can learn more and, and dig into it. Exciting stuff. I, I think it's really interesting how, you know, you have gone from this, you know, being a coach and, you know, yet grabbing hold of tech and really working to bring that to your clients and to the world. And uh, that's pretty cool. So I want to flip gears a little bit, and we have talked about this on the show, gosh, at least three times before over the last couple of years, um, and that is NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. Um, kind of curious, and, and I realize you're you know, an expert in that area. Um, how does your knowledge of NLP and your ability to um, use that as part of your processing, um, how does that impact? your everyday communication uh, with others? So I, I'm not naturally an empathetic person. I don't naturally empathize with people. Mm -hmm. um, but through my through the work that I've done with NLP, it's well, first off, it's kind of a naturally, I, it's not like I think about using NLP, um, but I've been using it for so long that, I use it in a bunch of different ways, but empathy is one of those things that I think in 2023 is something that a lot of people lack. Um, and it's one of the things that I, I, I think I do fairly well at this point is, you know, to be empathetic. And plus it helps me, you know, I, I ask a lot of questions and I do use NLP when I ask questions. And in sales, that really helps. So that's where I use it primarily, to be honest. Interesting. Is, is that something that you are very purposeful in talking to your clients about and helping to give them some, some ideas on, you know, how to be a better listener, how to be a better responder, um, how to think about how you craft those responses? Is, is that a conversation you have with clients? A conversation with clients? Yeah. Just training them and teaching them and trying to help them get better at it themselves. So I just did that on purpose. I mirrored what you said because that's <laughs> an NLP thing, right? So it, it is so effective because and it's funny because when I tell people about this, they're like, yeah, that, they're going to know. They're going to know that I'm 
repeating their words. Well, they'll know if you're weird about it, but if you just do it <laughs> conversationally, right? I mean, my my question back to you didn't really make a whole lot of sense, but no, it naturally, did it, but okay, I'm going I'm to be nice to him. <laughs> sure, right? I mean, and you happily told me a, a broader description of what you wanted. The customer will do the exact same thing. Sure. So, and, and you mentioned listing, <sighs> active listing. It is, it's so important to be able to not talk over people and to be able to sit there and just really genuinely listen to what someone's saying and then respond. You know, n nothing makes someone feel, uh, I shouldn't say nothing, but uh, it makes people feel less than when, if you know the rest of my sentence, lots of times people like to jump in and just finish the sentence, but it's rude. Uh, you know, I'm sure I do that to my wife all the time. I try to practice my NLP and not do that. But, you know, uh, it's it's something that you I have had to work on tremendously. I can tell you that. Very interesting. Well, you know, and, and I think a natural inclination of so many salespeople is, you know, what I call verbal diarrhea, or they just go in and they just start puking words all over the place talking about themselves and how great they are. And, you know, they're not taking time to listen to the client. And uh, I think that's probably the number one challenge. A lot of young salespeople fall into that trap because they think, well, I'm the salesperson. I got to sit here and talk. Yeah, you got to, you really got to listen more than you talk. So uh, kind of switching gears here a little bit again, Corey, what, what do you love about what you do? You know, I really, <laughs> I really love people. I don't love everybody, but I do love working with people on their communication. I love seeing the light bulb come on when there's a win. I like being there when that happens. Um, I enjoy seeing other people win. And I don't yeah. mean like, I don't mean I need to take the credit for it because that's not, that's 100% right. not what I mean. And maybe it's a little bit of ego. Maybe I just like knowing that I was a part of the winning strategy. Right, maybe that's okay. That's yeah, but it's fun to see people win. I agree. A lot of people get stressed out over that, and they think it all has to be competition. I was I was watching a uh, baseball game the other night. I kind of get into the Cincinnati Reds every summer, um, ever since I was a kid. But anyway, um, gosh, they were playing the Tigers, and the Tigers have a player. Carrera or something, and he and Vado are both pushing forty and close to retirement. And um, Carrera got on first base. Vado was playing first base, and um, Vado intentionally gave him a hug, just saying, "Hey, here we are, guy," uh, and gave him a hug. And you know, there were people just trouncing Vado on social media, saying, "How can you do that? They're the enemy during that game." And oh, a bunch of baloney. We're still, we're all humans. Anyway, fun stuff. So speaking of baseball, um, I know that you're a big fan of physical fitness. Um, what benefits do you find in that for your work and your family life? Well, um, a little bit of backstory. I'm, I'm from Mount Airy, Mayberry, the armpit of North Carolina. Um, the, the actual Mayberry, right? The actual Mayberry. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Mayberry RFD. That's right. <laughs> and so growing up in Mayberry, there wasn't a whole lot to do. So I was I was a pretty overweight kid. 
And I got made fun of at the pool and my after my sixth grade year embarrassed the daylights out of me. And so I have not been overweight since then. Mm-hmm. And so the benefits that I get, uh, I guess, is that I can look myself in the mirror and say, you know, I'm doing the right thing. Sometimes it's a little bit extreme, some of the stuff that I do. But at the end of the day, it gives me confidence. Well, it has to have to do something for your energy level and things like that, too. And uh, you're obviously a high energy guy. Well, I also used to be a trainer. So, you know, it's kind of ingrained in my blood to, you know, to work out every day. It's just it's like a, you know, it's a really good habit to have. And it's just something that every day I'm going to go do that one way or the other. That's cool. I need to take that to heart. So. You've been uh, hosting the Successful Life podcast for, what, four years now, I think? Four years. A little while. Um, You've made some significant strides. I think you announced recently you're in the top 3% of all podcasts or uh, some pretty impressive number. Two and a half percent now. Wow. Wow. Yep. (laughs) So what do you find that you're accomplishing through the show? I mean, what, what, what do you think are the, the goals and some of the things that uh, you're making happen through that? A lot of the show is, I don't know if this is the answer you're really looking for, but a lot of the show when it started out and even up until maybe a year ago was an ego play. I just really thought everybody needed to hear what I had to say. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> I mean, that sounds ridiculous, but, <laughs> but I can contribute my most recent success to not being the only person talking on the show and bringing people on like you and letting you talk and tell your experiences because the show's not really about me. The show's about the people that I bring on and giving value to the people that are listening. And so it took me a little while to realize that. Um, that's the answer. That's the truth. Interesting. Well, I think people are benefiting from hearing what you have to say, but uh, I appreciate your answer just the same. (laughs) (laughs) Appreciate that. Well, what advice do you have? You know, we do think a lot of our audience um, here on our show is younger folks, um, you know, new to their careers in design or construction or remodeling. Um, What advice do you have to folks new to this industry? I'll tell you, uh, one, we don't have enough people coming into the industry. That's the first thing. So if you're, you know, if you're young and you're thinking about getting into this industry, you're, this is just my opinion, but I believe that people in the trades are going to be looked at as like, like we usually look at doctors because there's going to be so few people in the trades that there are not going to be enough to go around. And guess what that does? Prices go up if you need to hire a plumber, if there's very few plumbers. So I think it's a time right now, this is the best industry you can get into. Because with AI, with all the things that are changing, you know, a service technician or a roofer, it's going to be kind of hard to replace a human being doing those jobs. Now, I'm not saying that it can't be done. I don't know. Maybe it could be, but it's going to be a lot easier replacing somebody that does copywriting, which could you could replace that person now, um, than it will be somebody that goes to your house, shakes the customer's hand, talks with the customer, builds rapport. You can't really do that with a robot, at least not yet anyway. 
And I see, I don't really see that happening anytime soon. So I think there's an advantage if you're younger. Like I think this is a time when you can get into these any of the home services and really, really make a fortune. That's what I think. Yeah, that that's really interesting. And you know, as I think about the ex, the exposure I've had to home services, say in Europe or Asia or Australia, very different. Again, you know, the the trades are are you know up here in in thought and respect. And I think we've kind of been one of our own worst enemies here in the United States in terms we've we've always pushed everything towards sort of lower cost disposable products. And yet in Europe, they don't have that mentality. Everything is about higher end quality, what's going to last the longest. And so we've kind of been our own worst enemy and and driven the industry down. But I think that has to change. So I'm right there with you. Good stuff. I also think with AI that a lot of stuff can be automated. And so I think it's a it's a time that if you if you are young and you're getting into the trades, like you need to look into AI because it really it could save you from having to hire a lot of people. Like I mentioned, uh, content creation, just something as simple as that. I don't enjoy putting out content on Facebook. It's not something that I wake up and say every day, this is what I want to do, right? So um, you can automate that stuff. Now, is it going to be as genuine as me writing it out? Maybe not, but it's going to be pretty close. And if you're new in business and you're sending out a bunch of customer emails, well, it'll work for that. And it'll save you a ton of time and a ton of headache. So I think it's a great time for people to get in the trades. And all that AI stuff is going to be going through a hundred algorithms to figure out what's going to perform the best also. And we can't do that in our own heads so well. So, well, Corey, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for your time. Um, We really are close to what the end of what we call the business end of things. Anything we haven't covered today that you'd like to share with our audience? So I do, I have written a couple of books and I thought I'd mention at least one of them, uh, which is Nine Simple Steps to Sell More Shit. I have it right here. Got it right there. Awesome. Yep. So I wrote this book and you'll know in, 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 for anybody that, that goes to buy the book, I don't make any money on the book. But what the book does is it tells you, you know, some of the struggles that I've gone through. through and it starts out with confidence. And I mentioned that earlier. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a little bit different. It's a kind of a different sales book. It gives you more of those soft skills, which I thrive in talking about. Anyway, so I thought I'd mention that. Love it. Nine simple steps to sell more shit. First time I've said shit on this show, I got to say, I think. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, this has been great. Um, so before we do close out, I have to ask you if you are willing to participate in something we call our rapid fire questions. So these are seven questions. Corey has no idea what we're going to ask him. Um, all we do is ask him to give him his quick response. Some are serious, some are silly. Um, are you willing to participate in rapid fire? I am. Cool. Well, we can alternate asking. Ryan, you want to ask the first one? I would love to. Question number one. Can you think of a product or service that you have purchased recently that was a game changer for you? Something that kind of made you say, where have you been all of my life? Uh, yes. Well, uh, there's multiple AI tools that I could recommend, but one in particular is so also have another podcast that's completely AI. And so you plug in the, the, the words 
and I've trained it on my voice and it literally just does the podcast and I, I don't, I've never said a word on it. No way. So wow. It's kind of neat. What's the name of that? AI hacks podcast. AI hacks podcast. And I did it. I, I really, I did it because I wanted to see if I could get it to rank and it's not quite ranked yet, but people are downloading it. That's very cool. Very cool. Question number two. Do you have a hobby that might surprise even people who know you? Uh, yeah, probably. Frisbee golf. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> that's, <interesting laughs> hobby. Yeah, that's good stuff. I've always wanted to try Frisbee golf. I have not yet. It's fun. It looks fun. It looks fun. Question number three. Would you rather go into the past and meet your ancestors or go into the future and meet future generations of your family? Future for sure. Why do you say that? What drives that? Because I feel like I could probably learn something from those people. Um, I, you know, not that I couldn't learn anything from people in the past, but it feels like right now we're in a time that, you know, I mean, I don't even know what's going on half the time. So I don't know. I, I've never been much of a history guy. And I, I don't know, you know, the whole family ancestry.com. Like I would never even attempt to do that. Like I just don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, which sounds maybe kind of shitty, but I, I don't. I just, just not you're just forward, in it. You're forward thinking. That's it. Yeah, yeah that's all. Exactly. Yeah. No point looking back when you can look forward. Okay, next question. Are you a morning person or more of a night owl? I'm thinking you're probably both, but I'm curious. I get up at 3 a.m. every morning. That qualifies as a morning bird. Well, that kind of qualifies <laughs> as both. <laughs> what, what time do you go to bed at night? Uh, around 10. Wow. Good for you. Okay, next question. No, this is you again, Ryan. Yes, one of my favorite questions. Imagine you are trying to survive a zombie apocalypse. What one person do you definitely want to have on your team? Someone that will have no problem disemboweling those zombies. I would say Tim Ballard. Okay. You know Tim Ballard? Yes. I think we've had that answer before, maybe. Really? So Tim Ballard's the guy that created the... um, Operation Underground Railroad? That's it. Is that him? Yes. Yep. I mean, he may not be the toughest dude on the planet, but, like, you've got to be mentally... Yes. Just a steel trap to do what that dude does. Mm Mm-hmm. Good answer. Good stuff. Next to last question. How do you get your energy recharged by being alone or by being with other people? For sure alone. Hence the 3 a.m. Yep. Yeah. For sure. Makes sense. Final question. This one's a little more serious. What would you like to be remembered for? Um, you know, I've been striving to be a better dad. Mm -hmm. And so I, I hope that I would be remembered as a good dad because I haven't always been a good dad, not necessarily a bad dad, just, you know, I get caught up in work and I'm not present. And so I'm really trying to be more present in my kid's life. So that's what I would like to be remembered as. Very cool. How many children do you have? Just one. Just one. Okay. That's cool. Very good. Well, Corey, thank you again. Um, this has been great. For folks who may want to get in touch with you, what's the best, easiest, most convenient way for them to do that? 
You can find me on just about all the socials, just C-O-R-E-Y-B-E-R-R-I-E-R. I I spell it out because barrier lots of times gets spelled with an A. Mm -hmm. Um, Or they can, anybody can email me at uh, Corey at CoreyBarrier.com, just like I spelled it before. Very cool. Well, so I need to kind of recap our challenge words. Um, I know Ryan just worked his in there. Ryan, your word was? My word was disemboweled, but I I think I said disemboweling or something. I don't know. I think does it was that, pretty Does that count? Plus. I think it Okay. Counts. All right. All right. I was a little nervous. I messed it up. Corey, did you get your word in? Yep. You did. Uh, okay. I said mountain. Do you want me to tell you when I said it? Oh, yeah. you did. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah I your caught word it. Was armpit and you worked it into uh yeah talking about Mayberry RFD. I got I got so <laughs> hung up on the whole Mayberry thing that I missed the word. Kudos to you. Uh, my word was puke, <laughs> which I managed to work in as well. So uh, that was fun. Well, this has been great, Corey. Thank you so much for your time. I enjoyed it. This this will be a great episode. My pleasure. Well, and thank you to our audience for tuning into this episode of Construction Disruption with Home Services Business Coach Corey Barrier, the host of the Successful Life Podcast. Please watch for future episodes of our show. We're always blessed with great guests. Don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or YouTube. Um, Keep on challenging the status quo out there. Keep on pushing ahead uh, for new things. And don't forget to have a positive impact on everyone you encounter. Encourage them, make them smile. Very simple, no-cost things that we can do that change the world. So um, here we are saying goodbye. God bless and take care. This is Isaiah Industries signing off. Until the next episode of Construction Disruption. This podcast is produced by Isaiah Industries, manufacturer of specialty metal roofing and other building products.